and welcome. My name is Joy. I'm Heather. The f- what was that voice? Oh, that made me uncomfortable. Um, and this is not a dream. Hi. Um, <laughs> hey, welcome back. And if you are new, welcome too. Um, yep. This is a s- podcast where we basically tell you guys. True crime stories yep. and creepy True stories crime. and paranormal stories paranormal. and whatever we think is interesting and weird and creepy because that's what we're about. Yep. So that is what we are here to say. Um, this I, week? Yes. Th- I was going to say this week is Joy's story and I'm this very excited. This week is I my don't, story. I don't know what it is. She has no idea what it is and I just realized I forgot to put the whole part of why I even did this into it and so <laughs> here we are. There's a reason for you to, to yep. do this? What's the reason? Um, it was supposed to be a ghost story. What do you mean? Supposed to be a ghost story? Um, all I did was write about the murder, and I forgot that it was to be a ghost. Ooh, there's a ghost story and a murder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh so my god. So we'll probably like Google like the ghost stories. Are you looking at my notepad? I can't see anything okay, from don't. here. I'll beat you up. Okay. All right. So um, I've been kind of interested in like. Cases that are kind of well known but not truly known about, where like you're like, oh, I've heard of that, mm-hmm. but like, or oh, I've like, I think I know what that is, but like, do you truly know? So I'm actually really pumped because this week I did Lizzie Borden. Ooh, yeah. So the oh, you might be slightly familiar. Yeah, is the Lizzie one... Borden took an axe, gave her father forty wax, and when she realized what she had done, she gave her mother forty one. Oh my god. Yeah, I do know. I think it's hard to find someone that doesn't really know Lizzie Borden, but um, it's. I do know that there's something haunted about the house now. Yeah. Um, But something that was kind of interesting to me, which is why I did it um, too, is because there is a theory that I watched a while ago, which made me think about it, that she wasn't actually the person who did it. Yeah, because... I mean, she was actually acquitted. You know, I was actually I was gonna say like I don't actually know the story, so let's just do it. Let's just do it. I um, hear it. Tell me so the story. we're gonna go into it. But for those of you who don't know her, um, that whole case is actually reopened in about two thousand nine, and they reviewed what actually the, the fuck? evidence, and she was acquitted. What? Okay. Um, I I, I have... mean, she was acquitted before that too, but like they like she. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Okay. Um. So yeah. So Lizzie Borden. Mm-hmm. Um. She was a gentle and pleasant young woman. Um, and she lived in, Lord, just so you know, these notes were horrible because I was stressed. Um, she was in, uh, I can never say this fucking word. She lived in Massachusetts. You said it perfect. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she was born... What the fuck are these notes? Hold up. Okay, she was born July 19th of 1860, and she is widely known for the murder of her parents um, on August 4th, 1892. So we are going to be going into that, obviously. Um, Her father, Andrew Borden, and her stepmother, um, Abby Borden, were murdered by a hatchet. So not her own mother, her um no stepmom. See, like these are things that Where's like her mom. Her mom was dead already. Oh. So it was a stepmom. So like there was a lot more to this, which I actually found really interesting because like you just think it's like, oh, this girl went crazy and killed her parents. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more to it and it's insane. Um so her father was a banker and yeah, so they were killed with a hatchet and they were pretty much 
probably killed by the first blow, but there were like multiple um, blows. So the dad had not 40 blows and there was not 41. Like that was just for a rhyme. Uh Um, The dad was hit 11 times and the stepmom, Abby, she was hit with the hatchet about 19 Jeez. So when they so said they were dead on the first one, and yeah, she's just so like she just kept going. Here I fucking whoever go. did it just kept going. Um. So yeah. Um. Lizzie was known as kind of uh she was pleasant and gentle, but she was also known as kind of that unusual, mm. odd, kind of awkward person, kind of mm. like me. Um. <laughs> kind of could relate. Uh. And she was like she was very quiet. Um, about who might have done it. Like, she never really went around trying to blame it, anybody, mm-hmm. but she was like, I also didn't do it. So she wasn't like, she was just very awkward in the whole thing. Like, she's always been awkward. And so I think that that was one thing that, you know, made people suspicious of her too, is because she didn't really have an answer. But like, when you're awkward, socially awkward, like, I cannot imagine being on trial <laughs> for anything. I like, know. it would, it would be hard. I'm sorry, I still have that stupid cough. Mm. Um, so Lizzie Borden, she was um, born in Full River, Massachusetts. Full River? Yep. Full River, Massachusetts. It's, it's Fall River. Um, I forgot to put the top of the A in my A. I was like, hmm, that doesn't really sound right. But I, you know, it's my notes. Again, uh, here we are. Um, and she was the youngest of three kids. Okay. So the oldest, um, what? So their mother was actually her name was Sarah, and the oldest, her name was this is the name of the ages, Emma, Emma Lenora. Oh my god! Yep, it's, it's that's the oldest Emma Lenora heard in my life. And I can, I can just tell how exactly what she looked like. I can I know, picture right? her in my mind. Yeah, so she went by Emma, um, and she was 10 years older than Lizzie. Um, and then they had a middle sister whose name was Alice Esther um, Borden, but she died when she was, like, a toddler pretty much. Like, she was very, very young. Mm. So Sarah passed away when Lizzie was about two years old. Okay. And Emma was 12 at the time and vowed to take care of her sister after her mom died. So Lizzie always looked at Emma as more of like a mother figure to Mm. her. So when Andrew remarried, um, like Lizzie was not was not down at all. Lizzie did not like this new mom Mm. at all. Um, And Lizzie was about five. So it was about three years after her mother passed and I, I can see where that can you know cause some tension like you're like who is this person like that's really young though it is I'm, young I feel like if I was that young I wouldn't care as much but that's just I me. feel like it's a little bit different if you have somebody who's like 10 years older than you who's like acting more of like a mom and she could be like Maybe. telling her more about the mom and all yeah. of a sudden like this new person comes in and she's trying to be your mom but you're like mm. how did my mom become my sister to be that like yeah mm. I don't know um but yeah so she would always say that she like this Abby girl she's not my mother she's my stepmother um my mother died when I was a child that was a quote by a friend. Sorry, I just pictured her walking around as like a five-year-old being like, my mom died when I was a child. I didn't see this quote, so let me let me restart that. <laughs> so, quote, she is not my mother. She is my stepmother. My mother died when I was a child, end quote. Um, and that was, yeah. So. Sorry, I just picture her saying it. 
She's like, uh, you're not my mom. <laughs> Go away. When I was a child. When I was a child, <laughs> my mother died. Oh, God, that was horrible. Okay. So Abby was in her 30s and when she married Andrew. And they don't think that they were necessarily wed out of love. They think it was more of just like a match because... This is the dad getting remarried? Okay. Yeah, because um, they were both a little bit older. They were in their 30s. And back then, like, you're supposed to have a wife. Like, you're supposed to be married. You're supposed to be like... I mean, if you're not married by the time you're 15, it's like, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, it's pretty bad. Like, I know that sounds horrible, but really, (laughs) like, back then, it's kind of like if anybody's seen Alice in Wonderland, the, like, live action mm-hmm. um they make fun of the aunt who like never married because it's like you're not married like you know what he wants you yeah she's like she's 13 i'm gonna <laughs> lord um so yeah that's a little bit about abby she was also a seamstress so she would take care of a lot of the things and would greatly benefit him mm-hmm. by being married to her and she... so that's how you gotta do marriages you know you have to be like how is this gonna benefit me mm-hmm. where and who and how and why can I marry to make sure that I truly suck the most out of it that I can I actually don't have the exact <laughs> statistic but they do say that arranged marriages last way yeah. more than I mean I'm saying it it's... as a joke but no like, no but like <laughs> I totally get I, I, I assume the reason why they work is because this is gonna sound bad it's not as easy to just get out of them. <laughs> That's true. And you're very much pressured to stay in it. But That's I can see true. it. They, they work because they, like, really think through the matches. And, and plus, too, like, I know it's going to sound kind of bad, but, like, when it's – you're setting up your daughter, you're setting them up with somebody who's going to be successful and, mm-hmm. you know, financially successful. You're not going to set them up with, like, some – person right you know what i mean so i mean they're going to be better taken care of and when there's not financial stress and somebody you know it's more of going in as like a partnership like hey you guys are gonna make a good team rather than like hey i love you but you know maybe i'm gonna fall out of love with you Mm. could be another little thing and sometimes they do fall in love but i don't know i'm not in an arranged marriage so i can't (laughs) exactly say but i thought that was interesting so i just wanted to put it out there So, anyways, oh my lord, what am I getting caught? Okay, I'm getting caught on the headphones. Okay, so the Bordens lived in a very nice, 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 like, part of town. Mm -hmm. Um, And Abby had kind of come from a more poor family, but Andrew was a banker. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, you know, really nice for her. But the thing about Andrew being a banker, being, you know, a little bit richer, is he was one of the people who did not use his wealth. So they didn't go to fancy parties. They didn't, you know, dress oh. nice. They didn't you know, spend a lot of money on the house. They didn't even have indoor plumbing, so which was, was common like... at the time. Yeah. So um, they literally had to use a pump, like a water pump, just to get water. They had no electricity. And this was like, you know, like the 1860s. Like, it was pretty common to have all these, especially in a really mm-hmm. nice part of town. Everybody had these things. Like, this was normal. Um <coughs> so, do, do, do. so especially in that really nice part of town everybody had that and just to even start a bath you would have to pump out water then put it on the stove <laughs> just to warm up your bath like that's Stop. that's how much he just did not use his money Get like up. he was I, that's ridiculous that's the word i mean people bathe yeah. like once a year but still it's like what the fuck so like imagine being emma and like lizzie too growing up in this 
really nice part of town where everybody's going to parties, everybody's got these nice dresses, and just to make a bath, you have to pump water and put it on a stove. So it wasn't necessarily, like, the best way to grow up, and it's, like, I don't want to say they didn't have money, because they did, it just wasn't used. So... He just did... What do you do with it? I mean, he had a maid. (laughs) They had a nice house, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a nice house, it just wasn't, like, an upgraded house, it was just big. So I don't really know. Maybe he was uh, just one of those people who just is like that. Mm-hmm. So, do 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 do. Going into a food coma after eating. I know oh we just God. ate so much food. That's why I'm a little. Hopeless. It's not just that we ate a bunch of food. It's that we ate a bunch of fried food. We went to the oh food trucks God. down the street and we ate so much fried food. <laughs> wow. Seriously, I feel like I'm zoning out. Right. <laughs> So um, Lizzie was extremely jealous of all the other, like, girls her age and the lifestyle they got to live and just, like, watching that out of her window really kind of sucked, you know? And I don't blame her. I don't think that's, like, her being, like, I'm just a jealous bratty girl. Like, I feel like I probably would be pretty jealous if I were in the same shoes. I'd be like, okay, but, Dad, like, we have money. Why can't we just, like, why can't I just have a nice dress today, you know? Like, not saying that. I don't think that's a conceited thing, kind of a so, um, which also maybe is why people thought she was kind of odd is because, like, she never got to be a part of any of those things. So she's just that girl who's kind of locked in the house. Same with her sister that mm. apparently nobody cares about. <laughs> so um, they weren't allowed either to have any kind of a social life, like, at all. So they couldn't go out anywhere but church and school. Couldn't hang out with friends. Couldn't do anything. I feel like I've heard this many times before really like just someone who you know like being raised and like not having like yeah, i feel like, like super sheltered and cut wasn't off ed gain raised that same way you know what i i can't say for certain i feel like there's a, yeah. i don't want to say yes and then feel like an idiot <laughs> so um lizzie borden dropped out her junior year just because she just just didn't want to be part of it anymore all right um, so feel that. she did really so badly want to have a life like all the other girls in her neighborhood, in her town, but her father just did not believe in that kind of living. Um, and he really just did not believe in living quote in the, for the finer things. Oh, okay. Um, so there's the finer things and then there's the normal things. Yeah. So <laughs> everything that she's asking for, like that she wouldn't, she couldn't even go to a party with her friends and like. Keep in mind, she was living with them till she was 30-something. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. No, like, anyways, so she couldn't even dress nice. She had to wear just, like, ratty old clothes. And so I can see a little bit of frustration. Again, not saying that she did it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, And she – but he did give in at one point. And this is, this is I guess, like, kind of gives you the mindset of him a little bit. He wouldn't let her go to parties. He wouldn't let her dress nice. But he sent her to Europe. Went on a nice Europe trip by herself. What? So, yeah, he's like, you know what? All Why right, did she fine. go to Europe? Just to, you know, I guess go explore. To That's see just, the world? Just to go see the world. Yeah, so I guess she just asked to go to Europe. So he sent her to Europe. What the fuck? I don't, like, it doesn't totally make sense to me. Like, maybe he's like, you gotta live for experience rather than, like, good but like come on come on that's weird <clears throat> so lizzie definitely felt neglected and i know like again that sounds kind of weird because like you just went on a europe trip but like honestly i can see where maybe she'd feel like a little bit neglected yeah again like not being materialistic but come on so she would actually go into town and she would shoplift 
So she would just steal the things that oh she wanted. God. And like the merchants actually knew kind of who she was, obviously. And so after she would shoplift, they would just send the bill to her dad. Oh, my God. So kind of funny. That is actually funny. But she's just trying to have a life. Like, I totally I, I get it. I mean, I'm not saying I grew up super sheltered, but, you know, I get it. <laughs> Um, so they would just bill her father, good times. So she did really, she really did love her father though. And, um, he actually died wearing a ring that she had given him. Like they were actually really close, even though like, she's like, Hey, you know, why wouldn't you buy me this? I just don't love you. Like I can understand her frustration, but like still loving your dad, but being like, come on. Yeah. So that was a little bit of backstory that I actually didn't really know about any of this. So... The thing is, she loved her. She loved her dad, but she absolutely freaking hated her stepmother. Like, <laughs> hated her. And so, um, at one point, this is what really triggered a lot of the tension too. Besides just being a stepmom, mm-hmm. but Andrew, the dad, actually bought Abby a house. <laughs> Keep in mind, he won't even buy his daughter a dress. Like, he bought his new wife a house, and this new wife, um, Abby, she let her sister live in this house. And so, Lizzie and Emma were like, "So he bought the her heck? sister a house?" Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and they're like, "Dude." Like, what the heck? Just let me go to a party. Like, what is this? Like, that's kind of ridiculous. And I don't I don't blame them. Like, I think they were kind of like a little bit jealous in a way. And so they're like, hey, like, that's not fair. Like, I think like we deserve something, too. Mm. So um, Andrew gave them a house that belonged to their granddad, um, which they end up like letting like giving him back, like letting him buy it back because it wasn't necessarily like that they needed a house it was more like that he was kind of giving his wife all these things and not letting them have any Hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting because they weren't even necessarily even like they want a house too it's just like hey like why are you giving her a house like what like are we not as important to you like you won't even let us leave the house it's weird the the europe trip is really throwing me off i know isn't that weird yeah so like i'll take out like hey i'll send you to europe but oh you want to go to a party with your friends no. Very you want to wear a nice dress? No. And so, you know, maybe maybe he had a reasoning about it that I just don't know. Trying not to completely, you know, be rude about him. But, like, I can – I just see their point of view. Mm. Um. So where the hell did I go with my thing? Okay. So at that point, like, right after all that drama happened – um. Abby was no longer called mother at all. And Lizzie started calling her Mrs. Borden. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, Mrs. Borden. Hey, Mrs. Like, this is petty, but I kind of love it. <laughs> petty. Um, so everyone knew of the hatred. Like, the whole town knew how much <laughs> town. Lizzie hated her stepmother at this point. That's funny. So um, when Lizzie was in her early 30s, about 32, um, she was super active in the church. She actually taught Sunday school and she still lived with her parents. But when you teach Sunday school and during that time, especially if you were a single woman, you just didn't live on your own. Like that doesn't even yeah. necessarily have anything to a Sunday school. But I guess if like, you know, you're teaching kids and the whole town's kids and mm-hmm. Christianity and stuff like you definitely shouldn't be a single woman living on your own. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I'm so glad that we are not in times like that. So this is a quote by so long as quote by Lizzie Borden. I just want to make sure before I started this quote. 
Um, so, quote, I cannot help feeling depressed. I feel as if something is hanging over me that I cannot throw off. And it comes over me. Flipping the page. At times, no matter where I am, I do not know what... Uh, this part confused me. I do not know but what somebody will do something. End quote. Yeah, right. It's important. I mean, it's the I times. get what she's saying. It's the but times. That hurt my brain a little bit <laughs> when I was reading and writing that. Um, so, yeah. So, the spring and summer of 1892, which is the year of the murder... There was just, like, a really just bad feeling in the house. Like, there was just, like, kind of, like, a weird feeling of dread, anxiousness, just, like, not greatness. Mm -hmm. And there was actually a break-in and a robbery where somebody broke in. And this is what's weird about it. They broke in and they stole Mrs. Borden's $50 and her jewelry. And in today's money, I can't even I'm, imagine. I'm gonna look it, I'm gonna look it <laughs> Do it fifty dollars in eighteen ninety two. I can only imagine. That's gotta be. Take a guess. Take a guess. I'm gonna guess at least three hundred bucks. It's probably more than that. <laughs> Maybe two hundred. Um, two three. It's probably sorry. five. I don't know. I'm stressed. I'm guessing three hundred. Sorry, I'm, for some reason nope. it's like not. You're good. So just keep um, going. I'm going to tell you in a minute. So the weird thing about that though is that Mrs. Borden's desk is a literally like upstairs across the house on the second floor. So it's like if I were robbing, maybe they didn't have anything downstairs, but like, and it was in her desk in her room. So it was just kind of a weird thing. Like there were signs of a break in, but just the fact that it was like upstairs like they didn't steal anything else they like were like oh, i feel like looking for the mom's room just gonna let me see what i can find <laughs> sorry mrs borden's room just gonna see what i can find so that was something that was like a little bit suspicious about it um so I found out what it is yeah it's uh fourteen hundred dollars to yeah. one thousand four hundred three hundred dollars is about right <laughs> close <laughs> I'm only eleven hundred off. You know it's okay. <laughs> Holy moly, that's yeah. so much. Why do you have that just sitting in your drawer? I you guess know. banks maybe sucked back then. I don't know. He was a banker. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh my, the banks. <coughs> He's like, I know the corruption of this place. Yeah, keep, keep your money in your desk. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Didn't think about that. Okay, so two weeks later, Andrew called off everything. He's like, you know what? Like, don't stop looking at this. It's just like, and, you know, he didn't say why, but he called off the investigation. So at that point, they kept all the doors locked, like, pretty much all the time. So the weird thing about it, though, is he kept the doors locked, but he kept the key sitting on the mantel in like the sitting room, the door locked like in to plain what? sight. The key to all the doors, so he kept oh, all okay. like the doors locked, but he kept the key like just in the middle of like let's say your TV room, so like the, on the mantel so that everyone could see it. So the key, it was like the key to the bedrooms. Yeah, it was oh, okay. the key to like everything. Yeah. 
Um, so it was kind of, you know, <laughs> all right. he's like, this key, I'm watching you at all times. <laughs> like, I don't know if maybe it was because he suspected somebody in the house. So he's like, hey. Or maybe he's like, hey, you guys, the key's right here. Just so you know, you don't forget in case you need to get into your room or the bathroom, you know. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I doubt he locked the bathroom doors. But, oh, wait, they didn't even have indoor plumbing. So <laughs> don't know what they did. Um shitting in a bucket there's just a, a there's just a big room with just a hole in the middle <laughs> smells horrible <laughs> the first bathrooms that were indoors um so yeah so the interesting about the house is that it was actually built almost like two flats so it was built in a way that they could separate it by, like, one door, I believe, into almost looking like two totally different, like, homes, but oh. all in the same home. Almost like the okay. was it? Like a dual duplex? family. Yeah, duplex. Yeah. Kind of like that. So that door that they would go through was actually boarded up. So um, Emma and Lizzie lived on one side, and then the mom and dad lived on the other. So they had a guest room in Emma's and Lizzie's area. And, like, I, I mean, you would still come in from, like, down like from downstairs but it depends on like what way you go up or something like that there's okay. like so that was what was kind of interesting about that and actually kind of cool because then they still had in a way their own life but yeah because emma was still living there too mm-hmm. so you if you wanted to get to their side you'd have to like walk across then go up the back stairs so you'd have to walk across the house and then go up the back stairs but mm-hmm. if you went to the parents room you'd have to go through the front stairs okay. there were a lot of stairs in this house apparently <laughs> so uh, their rooms were right next to each other but again it was nailed shut like you could not <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah um and so they really did have their own lives and the first days of august was really interesting because everybody was sick and Hmm. the day before the murder abby who's the stepmom actually thought the bread was poisoned like they thought that somebody was like poisoning the food Oh, because they were sick Mm -hmm. okay so lizzie ended up telling a friend that she thought somebody was trying to poison the milk well everybody's sick um and that she thought maybe there was like an enemy of her father because he's like this big banker maybe someone's Mm -hmm. trying to you know like poison them kill them and that she kept seeing this like really sketchy guy kind of hanging out around the house like outside so you know always creepy so the morning of august 4th 1892 um was okay let me restart that because it (laughs) backtracked okay so the night before the morning of august 4th of 1892 they had an uncle who came to visit and it was andrew's brother-in-law and so it was the first wife sarah's brother okay and he had just come to you know hang out and the morning after they had breakfast downstairs but lizzie didn't want to be part of any of that she didn't want to be part of the breakfast but apparently she didn't really like to eat with her parents anyway which i mean like you're 32 maybe like if it's your uncle like you would want to hang out but breakfast i know so good maybe she's like having her own breakfast party she's like (laughs) she's making eggs she's like (laughs) anyway so yeah so that weekend emma was actually away um in another part of mass mass i'm just gonna call it mass there you go um and she was at a party good for her look at her go she was living her best life at a party (laughs) 
And so that morning, the uncle left because he was going to go visit his cousins. And Andrew went to work. So Abby was home. And so it was just Abby, the maid, and Lizzie. So Abby sent the maid to go wash the windows. And then she went upstairs to make the bed. This was about 9 to 9.30, and she never came back down. She was pretty much went up to bed and was killed. Okay. Um, and so the only people in the house are the maid and Lizzie. Uh-huh. So Andrew came home at about like 1045, which was earlier than he normally would. I mean, that's not being gone super long. <laughs> 1045 a.m. is pretty early. Um, but he noticed that like his key wasn't working in the side door, like he couldn't get it open and somebody had actually bolted it from the inside so that it couldn't be opened even with a key Hmm. so he's like oh that's kind of weird so he went to the front door and that door wouldn't open either so he starts knocking and he's like hey like somebody opened up and like luckily like that door was the only door that anybody would really go like in and out of that much except for you know obviously him because he would have the key to everything Uh um but that was the only one that was normally like engaged customarily so the maid heard him and unlocked the door for him, and the maid claimed that she heard Lizzie laugh when he came in, which creepy. is kind of weird. Maybe, maybe she's just having a good day. She was reading a good book. She's like, ha. I, have no, I don't know why that was creepy to me. It's kind of creepy, though. So I think the maid, the maid was really trying to make her out to be really creepy, which mm. I thought was kind of... Suspicious. Maybe she was creepy. Maybe she was. Maybe <laughs> she's just really this creepy odd girl. Um, maybe she actually killed her and she's like, <laughs> can't wait to get you next, father. Oh my god. So um Andrew came in, he's like, Hey, uh, where's my wife? Where's Abby? What's up? And Lizzie told him that um and they she found them, like she showed the note. There was a note that had um told her that told abby that she had a sick friend so she said hey i found this note now i haven't seen her maybe she went to go visit this sick friend Mm. so um, question question Mm -hmm. uh if she had killed her wouldn't she be covered in blood that's a big yeah point yeah fucking weird oh yeah so she obviously wasn't because the dad did wasn't alarmed at that point and he came home at 1045 yeah and if she was murdered let's say 9 9 30 uh-huh. like you would have to take a shower they didn't have hair dryers like yeah it'd be it, hard it, to clean yourself i mean you really could hard. but like why exactly and like the, the maid was there and like you know like if you were just gonna kill your dad anyway why would you clean up yeah <laughs> i don't know so it was kind of this, there's a lot of things that didn't quite add up and it's so funny because everyone's like well she killed her parents you killed her parents but like there were certain things about it that were just like but did mm-hmm. she um it's kind of like the great gatsby but like we're not going to that <laughs> so um very passionate about that <laughs> so she told her about the she told him about the notes so he was like oh, okay and so he sat on the couch in like the main room and just kind of like dozed off he maybe had a long day and suddenly he was brutally murdered never woke up because he was bashed in with a hatchet especially in the head i don't know if you've ever seen the photos no, but I would love to. Oh love my goodness. This is like one of the like most iconic Should crime I Google it? photos. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, so I mean the mom's one's not as interesting, but his like his whole head's fashion. I bet you I have seen it and I just don't Probably. remember it. Let me see. I'm looking it up. It's going. You've got this. 
Oh, I have seen this. Yes. On the couch. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look it up. Damn, we'll we'll so post photos, crazy. but it's really, really crazy. Like, I can't even. So creepy. So, it's creepy because, like, the photography is so shit back then. I know. <laughs> Plus, it's, like, half his head. Like, half of it's kind of okay, but then, like, one part's just, like, completely just oh, man. mushed. Um, so, the maid finished the windows and went to bed, which is kind of weird. Because it's mean? 11 a.m. Oh, went to bed. Maybe she yeah. was not feeling well and she just wanted to take a nap. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's like, it, it's hey, a, I just woke up. Odd. I cleaned some windows. Now I'm going to go take a nap. Like, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's just how she was. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a weird <laughs> Sorry, weird I'm, I'm looking point. at the picture. No, so no, no. You're crazy. all good. It's really crazy. So at about, well, this is like right before 11 a.m. So at about 11 a.m., which if he was murdered, you know, it was a span of 15 minutes of him just coming home, falling asleep on the couch and was murdered. Mm-hmm. And the maid answered the door. So it was kind of a weird time to go to bed. I don't know. I think it's yeah. a little a little odd. Um, so I don't know. It was weird. So at about 11 a.m., Lizzie starts calling her down. She's like, quick, like, my dad's dead. Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, and so she came down. And the dad was dead, and Lizzie was, and there was no blood on her mm-hmm. again. Okay. And so at 11.15, the police came there. So, again, she would have no time to clean up all this blood. Like, you, somebody was hit, like, what? I think it was, like... 11 times. 11, and the other one was, like... 19. 19. Mm-hmm. I think he was hit 11. So, like, if you would just... I don't know. You There's no way you wouldn't have blood on you. Right. So they police came. They found the dad and his left side of his head was completely just crushed in and his eyeball was even cut in half. Well then. Yeah. Um, so the, their neighbor came over because like everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? Like the whole neighborhood knows what's happening. Like mm-hmm. the police are here. And so one of the neighbors and the maid went upstairs and that's when they saw Abby's body. And it was next to the bed, face down, and the back of her head was crushed in. And they could tell that the murder happened before because her blood had already kind of dried up a little bit. Um, but with his, it was fresh, like literally still I see. dripping out of him. So... So they didn't notice. It was reported that when this was all going on, Lizzie wasn't really worried acting. Like she wasn't like freaking out or anything, which is a little suspicious. That's, but like, no, that's really weird because I mean, I guess if you're in shock, maybe. I'm trying to give her the, you know, benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I definitely still think it's weird, but I feel like. If you even like if you had done it and you're worried about like cleaning up and stuff, you would be stressed too. Yeah, I don't know. So the whole thing's kind of weird, but she is known to be kind of odd. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And the whole thing's weird whether she did it or not. The fact that she'd be like not really worried. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think is like I feel like you'd be overcompensating if you had done it, and if you were just in shock, I don't like. What do you even do? Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, and sometimes it, like, hits you later. I don't know. So, (sighs) so she, so the first suspect was actually the uncle. His name was Uncle John. But he had the alibi because he was visiting his his cousins and literally everybody could, like, account for him. And they even had the trolley numbers that he took. Like, you could track him getting there. There was no Why way was that he, he did it. Why was he the first suspect? 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because there was like another man in the house. I think that they automatically tried to go towards another man. Because it was like a strength. Yeah. Plus, like, where did he go? He was there last night. How would a woman overpower this man and kill him? Exactly. So another thing I thought was interesting is the maid was immediately just dismissed. They were like, you know, I probably didn't do it. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I don't know. This again is the 1860s. They didn't. A woman can't women do this. don't really, especially an axe murder. Like yeah. that was the thing is like if woman had murdered somebody, it's normally like poison or something. What? Right. I, I'm just laughing because I just I'm thinking of all the things that they were thinking. Like <laughs> what? It's just I I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a joke that's like coherent in my head, and I'm in such a food coma. You know what I'm I struggling. just realized? What? That's kind of fishy. The maid was cleaning the windows. She mm-hmm. had all this cleaning stuff. Of course, she's a maid. But still, I think cleaning up any of this yeah. and getting away with it is very difficult. It's That's true. It's weird. Okay. The whole thing's weird. I don't know. Keep going. I'm just targeting this maid because she pissed me off. <laughs> um, no, it's just... Be- okay, anyways, back to the story. So... There was no robbery. There was no break-in, um, obviously, because everything was, like, you know, locked up. So that's mm-hmm. probably why they thought that maybe it could have been the uncle, too. Maybe you let him in, like, somebody familiar. Yeah. Um, and so they noticed that. Th- so this this I don't totally agree with. They said that they didn't think it could be a business thing because they killed Abby first. But why the, Why would they say that? That's what doesn't really... I mean, again, it's the 1860s. What the fuck? I just dropped my whole notebook. Um, so maybe they just, like, thought, you know... What do you mean? Why would you kill the wife You mean first? why would you kill her first or why would you kill her at all? I Is guess, that, like, why would you kill her first? Why does that matter? I don't know. Especially because she was dead before he even came home. So, like, if it was a business thing, you could have come there to kill him and then killed her first. Especially, like, after mm-hmm. my last story where the guy was threatening the wife, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a fake note, but, like, threatening the wife and kind of makes sense. Like, hey, I'll, you know, make you suffer too. Or, yeah. like, I'm going to take away the thing that you love. I don't know. I didn't think that that was that, you know, dismissible of a theory just because of that. So I thought that was kind of interesting where they didn't fully investigate certain things that could have definitely been an been a thing especially because lizzie literally saw somebody like creeping outside the house so if they were having trouble opening the door maybe you know they kept it all locked but maybe it wasn't fully relocked when he came home especially if he was tired and took a nap like maybe he just was out of it you know like i just don't think there was like enough investigation to truly figure out no Again, 1860s. Gotta love it. It's like what everything shitty back then. Like no one knew how to right. investigate. They're like, ah, a woman can't do this. <laughs> right. And so they didn't suspect Lizzie at first because they're like, women only poison men. They only poison people. They only know they kitchen related things. They don't. They don't know what tools They've never are. Seen a hatchet in their life? Why would you use that in the kitchen? Stir your soup, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> she wouldn't even know what it's used for. <laughs> Oh Lord! She doesn't have the strength to lift a hatchet. <laughs> anyways, um, back to the story. <laughs> so, anyways, so they originally like dismissed her, and no one could really see her doing it because she was like she was a nice person. Like she had a really good reputation. She was never known for anything besides just being like a little weird, weird. but never being like anything but you know pleasant and like she taught sunday school like you know like she wasn't this super weird elusive in the corner creature she was like just kind of odd 
but I just picture her being like that nerdy person, you know? Yeah. Or just kind of socially awkward, which happens. So, yeah. So Andrew did have a lot of enemies, though, because he was a banker. And this is 1860, so, yeah, here we are. So... Lizzie did become a suspect after the funeral, though. Um, But Lizzie had kind of an alibi. But the reason why she kind of became a suspect is because her alibis changed a little bit. But where they changed, I don't think points to her not having a straight story. So we're going to kind of go into that. Is it explained, besides just bad investigating tactics... Does it explain why she became a suspect, but the maid didn't? Is that explained? It never really did. And I wonder if maybe... Because they were the only two in the house, right? So it makes sense that those two should be investigated equally. Yeah, and I think my my thoughts behind that is the maid was probably like, oh my God, like this is... Like, oh my... Like, let me help. Like, I don't know what happened. Here, here's this, here's this. She was acting more And if Lizzie was just like not mm. worried about it maybe that's what made her a suspect maybe. is because of how she was acting, how she's acting. um which definitely you know makes sure. sense but still like question everybody yeah but again this is 1860s so but i mean would the, how, the, the housekeeper even have like a, a um she cleans with a hatchet no <laughs> I, I swear to god i cannot think today you're fine i'm, I'm so still in a coma like too. i'm foggy like my brain is fogged. <laughs> i could fall asleep right now but no, um, a motive. Did, would the housekeeper even have a motive? So the thing is, is, I really don't know much about the housekeeper. Like, it doesn't really go much into mm. it besides that she very much kind of points fingers a little bit or like. It's weird. It's like a very it aggressive murder. It for... doesn't say much about the relationship. Yeah. Or anything like that. You'd have to be really angry to murder like that, you know? You'd have to have a really big issue with somebody. Or maybe she could have been, like, in a will or something if she had been a maid yeah. for a while. Um, you know, there could have been could have been something. But that's another reason why, you know, maybe it wasn't the maid either. I know I keep saying that, like, it was the maid. But really, like, it's just such a weird thing. It could have been an enemy. It could have been I, all these I things that they didn't really investigate. don't necessarily think it's the maid. I'm just like, why weren't they investigated equally? Exactly. Or, like, suspicious, equally suspicious. Exactly. Um, And I could not... I didn't have a lot of time, but I couldn't find the documentary where it did kind of go into that the maid possibly did it because mm-hmm. there were certain things that didn't really add up. Like, again, like the like her taking a nap, just weird things that didn't quite sure. add up. But, you know, maybe she just had a long day. So um, so Lizzie's alibi was that she was ironing handkerchiefs during <laughs> Abby's sorry, murder. What? Wait. <laughs> She was ironing handkerchiefs. You're just going to crumple it up and throw it in your pocket in like a second. Why do you have to iron a handkerchief? Well, like, um, you know when men are wearing like a business suit or Like things? a pocket square? Yeah, like a little pocket handkerchief, things okay, like that. Okay, a pocket square, sure. And okay. like there weren't really Kleenex back then. So it was like you had handkerchiefs and if you were of higher status, I'm sure like they didn't want them just like these wrinkled up handkerchiefs, so you know? blow your nose into something and then fold it back up and make it fancy again? Like what's Yeah, they happening? would fold it back up. What yeah. the fuck is happening? Because it was like a, it was a piece of cloth so you want to like keep it nice and oh folded my, oh so my fucking god so that you wouldn't get snot i hate, all I, hate I hate this so much it's so gross i hate it hey like I, not maybe they're gonna come back because people I are trying to uh, 
you know, save the planet, which is good because I have reusable stuff too. So I have reusable Ziploc bags. I'm on it. I do. So this is where it kind of got like a little bit of a different story, but I don't think this is enough to say that she did it. Um, She was interviewed a couple times and for her father's murder, she told the people that she had gone to the barn to get lead to make a sinker fishing, like a fishing sinker like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then she told another one that she had gotten lead to fix a screening. But like both things she's going to barn for lead. Maybe she's going to do both. Like I didn't. That was their big thing of like she probably did it because her stories didn't line up. I mean, it is a little weird, but... It's a little weird, but if you're like, I'm just getting some lead, yeah. I don't, you know, like... It's... But also, lead, really, that stuff's toxic. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was, like, using a lot of lead and, like, serving everybody food, and that's why they're all getting sick. I don't sick. think people back then even knew lead was that bad for you. <laughs> they're, like, licking it. They're, like, <laughs> like a solid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> Here we are. So, but here's the thing that I think makes up for it. They drugged her for the interviews to calm her. So they had a pharmacist come in and give her drugs. She wasn't calm? I guess she was kind of probably starting to freak out a little bit. Like maybe it hit her. So they literally drugged her for the interviews. Which I'm like, okay, like my stories might not add up either. Hmm. I don't know. That's weird. That's a little weird for an interview. Like, hey, you ever smoked opium? <laughs> you want just some fucking... Hey. Well, I don't know. They had morphine back then. I don't know. I don't know anything. I know. I'm just here. Um. So, anyways, that was definitely interesting. So, yeah. So, one story from a pharmacist while they're kind of investigating Lizzie is that a pharmacist actually saw Lizzie trying to buy poison. It was an acid that she claimed that was going to help kill moths around the house um, the day before the murder. How are you going to kill a moth with acid? I guess it was like an acid that you can put on your clothes that like if a moth came to like ingest it would die. You know? Picture like a squirt gun of acid just like killing moths. They didn't have things back then. Like that's an that's an extreme oh way God. to kill a, a bug. She's got like this little spray bottle of just like acid, like, corrosive. It's just she's spraying everything. Everything's starting to just like deteriorate around her, and she's like, Neh. and that's how she got rid of the hatchet. No, I'm oh kidding. Um, but they did not sell it to her, and so again, like, sorry, oh. I'm messing around with a oh. dog bowl with my foot. Wow. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. yeah, but, like, half the stuff in pharmacies back then were, like, hard drugs. Everything was and poison. crazy back then. Everything was poisonous. Was and people crazy. used poison as, like, everyday household stuff all the time. So this is not near the 1860s at all. In fact, it's 100 years later. But I really need to get this out. My gram, when she gave birth, they knocked her out. Yeah, I mean, they still do that with certain people Why? today. I've never heard of that anymore. Really? I want that treatment. I know, right? Just God. I know. Anyways, living the dream. John, I think John's John said his mom was was knocked out. Well, he was born she... in the sixties. John was not born in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. 
Anyways, um, so yes. There you go. Now I lost my slot. Okay, so August 11th, she was arrested, and August 12th is when she gave out her not guilty plea. So her plea was not guilty. Mm-hmm. So some people thought it was impossible that she could have done this. She had a ton of feminists behind her because they're like, you guys, that, I don't know. She's Anyways. a woman, so she didn't do it. That's <laughs> it. I know. I was starting to say that. And I was like, no, that sounds horrible. No, I think that they maybe thought that, like, they were trying to pin it on a woman. And especially back then, like, women were nothing like how they are now. Like, you mm-hmm. couldn't even really work as a woman. Like You couldn't breathe without being, like, yeah, talked so down to. Maybe they were scared that she might get mistreated or taken advantage of. So that's going to be She probably would have. She probably would have, for sure. Um, and I'll kind of go into something later, too, um, that they could be protecting from but i don't want to spoil the surprise so um also like the minister of the church like all these people were just like no like she couldn't have done it but then there are people who thought that she could have like that was definitely like a split split yeah so june 5th the minister actually was accompanied her to the trial and um, the mandatory penalty for this kind of a crime was hanging. Mm-hmm. And so Lizzie, like, the minute they tell her, like, what her penalty could be, she completely just faints, which could have been, like, me. I'd probably faint, but people <laughs> thought that she was doing it just to, like, get sympathy. I'd faint. Um, <laughs> and so they said that her, like, okay, look, why didn't I write this down? Did I not write this down? Okay, so... um. So part of the reason that feminists might have been there and why it was such a big deal about the hanging mm-hmm. thing um, and why they were trying so hard to, like, fight back is because there was a lot of, um, like, raw emotions still with it because the last woman to be hung in the state of... Massachusetts? Yeah. Was... Was she a witch? No. <laughs> I don't know. That was, like, the I 1600s, um, right? Actually, I think, I think this part happened in Boston because they couldn't take her to prison in uh-huh. mass because there wasn't a woman prison. It was okay. all male. So I think it went to Boston. Boston um, is in Massachusetts. Are you serious right now, Joy? What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> no, 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 no. Why? Why did I think? Help. I've been to Boston. <laughs> You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Why was I thinking it was somewhere in New York? Not Boston. I was thinking... New York is different. Maybe it was somewhere... Oh, I'm thinking about Brooklyn. Okay. But it's in Boston, but that's why I thought it was somewhere different. It's because I I kept thinking Brooklyn in my head. Those are two totally different places, but that's where I got confused. So, yeah, it was in Mass. So, the last woman who was hung in Mass was um, a woman who claimed that she was pregnant she's like don't hang me i'm pregnant and they hung her and turned out she was so there was like a lot of raw feelings about that because it's like you just killed a baby like an innocent baby um especially you know 1860 like that was a really big deal um especially because it was you know even today that would be a big deal it would but then again today you can check pretty easily if someone's pregnant yeah exactly (laughs) but like especially like not like not trying to bring up the pro life, pro choice, but like back then it was all like yeah, yeah, pro life. Yeah. Like you did not that was not done. Not saying that because you're pro choice, you're like would think it's fine to hang a baby. No. <laughs> I'm just saying like there was just like there's yeah. nothing like that. I'm just trying to set the mindset. No, we know. Back then was <sighs> definitely yes. abortions were not really a thing. No, not 
really at all. So people were, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's why there is so much tension about it is because it was like, if, and uh, I guess what I was trying to say is like an unborn baby is the same as a born baby in every single person's eyes. Yeah. So it's like extra double murder Uh horribleness because yeah. yeah. So there we go. There you go. So this is going to be a really weird for me to say. What? But like, oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know. Fuck. What? I was like, so did they just like cut her open after she died and like but that's like that's literally what they do for her like autopsy. Like they just they like, probably did. Maybe they do that. Like especially because then um they're probably learning so much about science and the anatomy, they were probably dissecting pretty much everybody who died. Is my guess. Like I'm sure doctors were fucking dying for yeah. anybody, especially if it's like, Hey, here's this uh criminal. There you go. Take it. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> there is a baby in here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you? Oh, man. I remember one time I was dissecting a shark and there's like a ton of babies in it. I was like, oh, oh my Lord. Oh, my God. So it's always a fun surprise. We dissected um, pigs. Pig embryos. Oh, my. Yeah, it was. Mm. <laughs> I gave a C-section to a dead shark. I think that's pretty great. <laughs> it's so morbid. It's oh not even funny. Oh, Lord. That's horrible. I feel what so What kind of bad. shark? It was a dogfish. Oh, yeah. It was really cute. It was horrible. Dog. Okay. Real fast. I need to get this out here because it upsets me. Sharks don't have scales or mm-hmm. skin like any other animal. They have little, they almost like like scales, but they're actually covered in teeth. Oh, my God. That's a little mini. That's why it feels like sandpaper is because it's something called like a dent. Tentacle or dent? It's like a, it's something with a D where mm-hmm. they're covered in multi. Wow. All right. Fun fact. There you go. That's you learn cool. something new. Um. So back to the story that we are doing. So they don't feel like dolphins? Sorry. I'm like. No. They so look like they would feel they like feel, a dolphin. It really feels like sandpaper. Weird. Like it's really cool because it looks like it's going to feel like a stingray or a dolphin or something. Yeah. It is not slippery at all. It's like rough. Weird. Yeah. It's actually really cool. Um. So yeah. Um, so she fainted, and so they said that her motives were probably money, her hate for her stepmother, different circumstantial evidence, but not really any actual hard evidence. Right. Um, kind of like the whole OJ thing. Do they have the murder weapon? The hatchet? We get to that. Okay. And by the OJ thing, I mean, like, they actually had actual evidence, but the whole other party was just going off of circumstance of theory. Yeah. I just finished that freaking OJ versus the, the people. It was so good. Yeah, it was like with oh my god, it was so good. Okay, um, wait, is it a documentary or is it a movie? It's a mini series where it's like a reenactment kind of a thing. It's really good. I'll have to check it it's out. It's really good. John Travolta plays Rob Bob Shapiro, Ooh. and the guy who plays David Schwimmer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, never mind. Okay, so they said those were our motives, and so. She had a friend who showed up to the trial and said that she saw Lizzie burning a dress because Lizzie claimed it was covered in paint. Kind of a weird thing. <laughs> Imagine burning something just because it gets, like, dirty. Hey, uh. <laughs> it's ruined. Sorry. Hey, Heather, I, I actually got some paint on my shirt. Can we go burn it? <laughs> sure. But Let's I guess, like, the paint was probably real crazy back then and, like, the clothes are probably really hard to wash. Like, if something's ruined. Why don't you just throw it away, though? Why do you have to burn it? <laughs> she wanted to burn it. <laughs> it made her happy. Oh I don't know. Um, maybe she was scared that if somebody saw it, I mean, they didn't, 
I don't think they had DNA testing. Maybe she thought if somebody saw it, they might think it was blood and was just worried. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it said later that Emma was actually the one who told her to burn it. Like she said that it was paint, and she told her to burn it. Okay. To be safe. Um, but the friend who was there kind of ratted her out and made it seem like maybe it wasn't paint. So mm-hmm. really, we have no idea because it's burned. So. They the interesting about thing about it though is that if there was a dress who was covered in blood and this was like a week or two later, mm-hmm. they didn't find it in their search. Yeah. Um, but the also Maybe little they're just really shitty. Yeah, interesting tidbit <laughs> about that is um back then it was completely unheard of to go through a woman's personal things. So like even police, like you don't you don't go into a woman's drawers. You don't go into her closet. Okay. You don't go into her stuff. Okay, that is bullshit. Welcome to the eighteen sixties. This is so fucking oh my god. So if you wanna hide your fifty dollars, <laughs> you hide it in your drawers. <laughs> Yeah, underwear drawers. A robber breaks in. Oh, oh no, I can't go in there. It's completely unheard of. It's a woman's room. It's a woman. Oh. Anyways, so um, back to the story. Oh my God. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously there was a lot wrong with all the investigations of this. So it was the 24th of August, and Emma... Uh, wait, so it's the 21st of August. So it's like a year later? Or this was like a couple of days this after? This was a couple days after. So I were... guess they weren't keeping her there. Oh, wait, no, no, no. So they were in the cells, and I think Emma came to visit her. And there was. Because a... you were talking about June, how something about the trial in June. Oh, yeah. So this was before the trial. So okay, this okay, was okay. some of the other evidence that was kind of okay. going against Lizzie is that a police matron heard them while on. Like the 24th of August, I believe she's probably in prison at that point. Mm-hmm. That Emma came to visit her, and this is what they heard. <clears throat> Quote This is from Emma. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. Wait. This is from Lizzie. I had to reread the quote really fast because I forgot <laughs> to say who it was from. This is from Lizzie, and it says, quote, You've given me away, Emma, but I don't care. I won't give in one inch. End quote. All right. So maybe Emma's trying to give her a way to get out. Maybe. I don't know. No maybe idea they're talking about some, something completely different, but I will not give in one inch. So. All right. I, sometimes I just want to, like, go back then and just, like, hear what people sound like. I was about, You know what I was about to say? <laughs> what? I was like, I wonder if they had Boston accents. If they just had, like, the the Boston accent. I, I, that sounded Minnesotan. Please don't. Okay. Just stop. All right. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> the Boston accent, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> um. <laughs> so they found the hatchet. Well, a hatchet. This is again the 1860s. So they found a hatchet in the cellar, and it was broken off. So it was just like the head of the, but no handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found it and it was covered in white ash as if somebody was trying to make it look like it hasn't been used in years, like it's been like dusty or something, or maybe it just fell in some white ash. Maybe they were chopping up some burnt wood after the dress. I don't know. Maybe she was poking the dress with it. Right. Um, so yeah, they found a hatchet. So this is so fucked. 
they cleaned the skulls of the murder victims and brought them into the courtroom. Hell yeah. To match the hatchet. That is morbid as fuck. The holes in the head. Horribly. Why would you do that in the courtroom? So such a rough fit that it's just like Wait. Why would you do that in the courtroom? Because if it's if it doesn't fit, then what are you fucking proving? I don't. Wouldn't you do that like in an exam room or something you beforehand, know, so you and know what to? It you're barely saying? even. Th- okay, so then was it the 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 like it's really hard that to that? tell. Uh, no, it was it was the like. Why would the prosecutor do that? Because it proves against I their you know, point. I really, I really don't know. Okay. So it was a rough fit, but it was not perfect. So, um, Lizzie faints again, <laughs> which, like, let's be real. I bet a lot of people were fainting in there. People were, it's probably hot because it's <laughs> August and humid. And, okay, so people were like, oh, she's putting on an act. Your parents' skulls. Oh, my God. Cleaned off skulls were brought in and they're showing where a hatchet went in. <laughs> I would probably faint too. Yeah. Um so yes. <laughs> so the so the prosecutor spent about 10 days like trying to show their case. Yeah. And when it became the defense's turn, that whole their whole case was presented in one day. <laughs> so they're like they're guys t- they're just like guys. Come yeah, on, come on. Come so, on. so it. their defense we get it? We get Sorry. was that she was a super honorable person. What a defense! Look, but she's a good girl. But she's she's fine. Guys. She's fine. Um, and this was something that was actually you know okay, but it could go both ways too. She had put out a five thousand dollar award for the killer for okay. if anybody could catch the killer. Sure, but if you did it, you'd never have to give it up. <laughs> just saying yeah if you didn't you'd never have to give it up and then it at least looks like you're trying right i wonder how much five thousand dollars was back then oh we gonna find please out. look that up i bet it's so much if fifty dollars was fourteen hundred <laughs> oh my lord okay so um 1892 she also yeah she also was able to Oh my god. What? It's a hundred and forty thousand. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Alright, so again her dad had money. No I'm kidding. <laughs> so they also were like sending out rewards to see if anybody could figure out like who this sick friend was who mm. had, you know, sent her the letter. letter. Um, Abby the letter, but again, like nobody came forward with that either, because maybe it wasn't a real letter. Mm. But again, we don't know. Um, and so maybe she was making the bed before she visited her sick friend. And then her sick friend was there. <laughs> the sick friend did it. It was the sick friend. <laughs> That's why he never came forward. <laughs> He was in Canada <laughs> hiding. Um, where the fuck did I go? Okay. So, and so they're saying like a stranger could have come and done it and that people kept seeing that stranger outside and that the biggest freaking thing is that there's no blood on Lizzie. And what the other people said is she probably did it naked. I love that. So she stripped down and just started chopping away. Can you imagine you're the maid? 
Can you imagine? You're the you're the mom or the dad. You're like <laughs> naked daughters come flying at you with a hatchet. Can you imagine? You're just some bystander walking by outside. And you're like, I think we all look in windows as we walk by sometimes. You you look in and there's just this naked chick just like hatcheting away. When I was in Sydney, <laughs> we 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 were riding um down the street on a bus, I think. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And we looked into this building. It was like a s- skyscraper kind mm-hmm. of apartment building. And we saw, we saw this woman standing topless just looking out the, the window. It was me. And we were all like, we were like in high school. And all the guys in the bus were like, oh, shit. It was good times. My my friend who I visited in Boston, quick story, quick story. She said her first day of work, she like looked up because she was like, oh, this is my new job. She looked up and there was just a naked woman out. You know out what? There. I but like good like for them. When I am in. It's like you. Wait, no. <laughs> Beck just always naked. Listen, when I'm in like a skyscraper in like a city, I do not care if I'm naked in front of a window. So I, I get it. I, I imagine that's something that people see a lot one last really quick story i was walking to my friend's house in our apartment complex and we both walked by her neighbor oh god who was oh god. naked but all but a speedo with his child in his lap like just <laughs> it was just really uncomfortable but like you know i shouldn't have looked in and good for him for being that confident at least he was wearing a speedo so, yes. So, anyways, back to the story. <laughs> so, yeah, they said that she could have been naked. Um, another thing that did kind of make sense, but also totally might not have, is that um, there was a coat that her dad was wearing. It was, like, a really big coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of wadded up, like, kind of under his head. When, and when so, he was found? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, if I'm sleeping, I'm going to wad up my nice fancy quote. Like, I'm going to wad up something to, like, sleep on. Like, if I'm Was just the dad sleeping? Nap. Yeah, so he went to take a nap, and so he was so asleep when he right. got killed. He was, was he napping on the couch? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. He just, yeah, sure. sometimes. Right. Um, uh, so they said that maybe she, like, wore his coat to kill him and then, like, put it under his head Why after. was Why were his feet on the ground still then? It looked like he was sitting on the couch when he died. Maybe he was, like... Maybe he was just really tired. I mean, <laughs> sure. Look, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't so the most a, comfy. Maybe it's a it was... weird position to be found. You guys go look at the picture of what is his name? Abraham. Ad, what's his name? Uh, Andrew. Andrew Gordon. And you'll see the picture of him. He's laying on We're the gonna couch. We're going to post it. Like he was sitting on the couch and then he was attacked. Not like he was maybe, laying on the couch. Maybe it was like one of those really comfy couches where he just like sat to relax for a minute and then he was like, ah. And then he kind of fell asleep. Maybe he wasn't going to the couch to take a nap. He was like, oh, All right. like, All right, I'm going to sit down. Okay, I just want to like All lean right. over for Let's a minute. Let's get a Ouija board out and ask. I'm, him. no. <laughs> I will never come back. It will just be the Heather show. It'll be called This Is A Dream podcast. <laughs> Because it just Heather. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so uh, I keep losing my spot because we keep getting so much <laughs> So yeah, they said that it could have been that coat, um, which I guess could kind of make sense, but also no. Um <laughs> another thing is that Emma said that there was no argument and 
that she did tell Lizzie to destroy the paint dress yeah. because, I mean, it like, and she vouched that it was paint and she's mm-hmm. the one who told Lizzie to burn it. Okay. So the judge waited to like an acquitted kind of result where like he could, she could get acquittal mm-hmm. um, because again, it was so fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> with that, um, the m- woman who was hung, who was pregnant that yeah. like he didn't really want to be have to accidentally do that again i don't know if it was him but you just you know yeah i get it um so they the jury actually decided super fast that she was not guilty not and yeah so she was um acquitted because of like who she was and everything like that and i think again also the whole murdering a pregnant woman yeah thing. Sure. so i i actually never i thought she went to jail for it i thought like she was like proven guilty so that was also a little thing i always knew that it was one of those things where she got off innocent but i always thought it was something like an oj where everyone knew she was guilty but so seems like it was more split than i thought i'm i did a good story dang this is a long story yeah it's dang, look at me. it is quite long well, everybody's learning. Holy shit. All right. Well, here we are. So um, there's no hard evidence. And when she was, you know, said that she was not guilty, she like cheered and she cried and it was a grand old time. And so she went back home and she finally got home from this crazy jail that was far away from her home. And she was completely ostracized. Like, yeah. no, not everybody believed that she was innocent and nobody wanted sense. to be with her in church. Like, she would sit down. Everybody would, like, nobody would sit next to her. So yeah. she just assumed, like, hey, you know, probably shouldn't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was just, yeah, just treated horribly, completely exiled. Even her friends believed that she just shouldn't have even come back, that it was just mm-hmm. such a scandal. Like, we should have left. Um and so six months later, she sold she sold she she sold she sold the house um, and bought a house on the hill, which was like the fancy part of the town that she had always wanted to live in. Mm-hmm. So she finally got the fancy house that she always wanted. Emma moved in there too, and so she started this new life. And she went by Elizabeth Maplecroft, just mm-hmm. trying to get a like a clean slate, like a fresh start. I love that last name. I know, isn't that cute, Maplecroft? Um. So it was super elaborate and nice and fancy, and she was, yeah, yeah, it did. (laughs) Um, and she finally got to be like who she had always wanted to be, live the lifestyle that she finally like had always dreamed for. But the thing is, Emma really didn't want that, and Mm. she really didn't like all these people coming over Mm. and all these like new friends, and so. Um, she ended up actually leaving her, like moving away. Um, and actually, no, I jumped the gun there. She didn't move away yet. Um, she didn't move away until Lizzie started hanging out with actresses. So back then, actresses were pretty much the equivalent of prostitutes, like sex workers, like that. It was like completely obscene and scandalous and, you know. Might as well be selling your body. Maybe they were just to get spots because this is, again, a long time ago and women were not treated as well. Um, So she became with an actress and so she had a lot of parties at her house and so it was super scandalous. And that's when Emma left and she ended up leaving forever um, 
She ended up moving to New Hampshire. She stopped talking to her oh, sister. Oh, That's where it's at. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And um, she actually still, though, never thought that her sister was guilty. She never was like, mm. so she did it. No, she was like, I helped cover. Like, no. She was like, <laughs> you know, my sister is not guilty, but also she's not living a life that I support. And I right. don't want to live there, which I don't blame her. That would be really annoying. Like, be like, I just want to go into the kitchen and get some snacks and go the fuck to bed. Leave me alone with your right. stupid parties and the done. sex workers. And the- I'm like 45 years old. I'm done. <laughs> so, um, this was actually okay. There was one really fun fact about this and we're almost done but we're going into this twice. Okay. Lizzie absolutely loved animals. She loved animals. All right. She acted like animals were like the best things ever. She had Is dogs. she wrong? No. She's freaking not. <laughs> so, oh man. I oh man. So she was very free with her money. She um also loved Okay, but and so she would give a lot of money to, like, shelters and things like that, and she would help out friends, and she was kind of everything that she had wanted, like, her dad to be. Um, but there was a time that um, a little bit of her dark past kind of came back up because she had these paintings, and this friend absolutely loved this painting. She's like, hey, you know, I really love this. And so Lizzie's like, hey, you can have it. Like, you can have this painting. <laughs> and the friend, she... um accidentally broke the painting and she took it to a shop to get repaired and the shop is like this painting was stolen from us <laughs> it was one of the paintings that she had stolen <laughs> so that was kind of funny um that's, so that's a warrant was sent out for her arrest for you know theft um it's <laughs> kind of funny but she paid it off so she settled the debt and paid for the painting and everything um, but the press literally followed her till death and there would be rumors like she's engaged, she got married, there's a bit like this, you know, media being media, sure. which well, I don't know why anybody listens to media. <laughs> so they would make up a lot of things and it just like wasn't like a the great life that she thought that she could get. And even if she did or didn't do it, you know, it's not always great when you get out because your life's pretty much ruined. Right. Um, so she passed away in 1927, and she was 67 at the time, and she had actually gone into surgery and died in surgery. Oh. Um, I couldn't figure out what her surgery was for, but, you know. Yeah. Just to die, apparently. Um, and <laughs> her sister, Emma, was 77, and she ended up dying nine days after oh, wow. Lizzie did. And Lizzie, in her will, she gave $500 to the city to help maintain her father's grave, which is like, if you killed your dad and you're dead, why does it matter? Like, if you didn't care, you wouldn't. I mean, anyone who thinks that she's guilty can spin it and say she felt guilty or something. Yeah, maybe she felt. I don't know. But you can spin it either way. You really can. So, okay. 500. Oh, my God. What? $500 $500 to the city for her father's mm-hmm. grave. Mm-hmm. None to her sister. Perfect. She gave lots to friends and servants. And this is the grand finale and the best fact of this entire case. She gave $30,000. Please look this up. 1927? Yes. Wait, wait. Don't even tell me what it's for yet. Hold on. Yes. I, I have to know how much it's $30,000. Which is already like a big amount. Uh yeah, nineteen. Imagine nineteen twenty-seven. All right, it is. It is. 
435,000. Holy crap. 435,000, half a million dollars to the Fall River Animal Rescue League. Bitch! We say bitch in the best way, by the way. She freaking Hell donated yeah. this half a million dollars to an animal rescue. That's 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 it. That's yeah. that is the story of Lizzie Borden. Okay, so and I think that's why I got so excited. I didn't go to the ghost stories at all, <laughs> <laughs> which is the whole reason I was like, I'm gonna do. A so ghost I'm gonna story say what I know murder. about the ghost stories, and it's not much. Yeah, but I they know that today. You can stay in that house that the murder happened. I don't know why you would. I would love to. We'll have fun. I would love to stay. It's a bed and breakfast now. You can you can literally stay there. That's kind of cool. All of the if you look online at the pictures, it is so old fashioned. It's really? it's so like you look at it and you're like, God damn, that's haunted. Oh my God. So I'm I would love to stay there. Um uh but yeah, apparently people that stay there have like just reported weird feeling stuff around especially and it's funny because you can go online and i yes i did this you can look at the different rooms that you can stay in and it'll tell you like it's it's so like straightforward it's like the father's murder room it'll like say that in like a caption or it'll be like this is where oh the stepmother Lord. was murdered and it's like oh well yeah okay i want that room <laughs> like cool stay there yeah it's pretty crazy it's cool to look Dang. up but yeah you guys should look it up the yeah, Fall, Ri- Fall River, Massachusetts, Lizzie Borden, Bed and Breakfast. The Fall River. Fall River. <laughs> I was reading, I was like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tried. I tried. Dang. Um, I love how we kind of switched there for a minute. I went to all the like, true crime and you're like, here, here's some ghost facts. So, right. yeah, tell me what you know about the ghost stuff. I just I, I just hear much. that you'll like sometimes see her walking around or like. In the house? Yeah. Yeah. But like I don't I I wanted to get into all the ghost stuff, so maybe we'll carry that on next time. I don't know if I mean I feel like it's probably not that there's much. There's probably yeah, it's, maybe they just see like just you know. certain certain things that they might see over and over, but yeah, that was good. Um, um yeah, there were definitely and it's funny because I actually sorry, I'm stretching. My back is so sore. I'm sorry. I'm so old. <laughs> um uh, I was I listened to a podcast episode recently on Lizzie Borden, and yet I still there was some stuff in there that I didn't know. Hey, I killed it. So um, that was good. Thank you. Also, I'm sorry that we missed last week. John took all of his recording stuff to some stupid land party, which is actually kind of cool. Exactly. But that's <laughs> exactly. why we missed one week. We have been trying to keep up with it, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna check really fast to see if we have any reviews. I'm pretty sure that we do. So we have one from Nicole from 16 Days Ago for Travis the Chimp. Mm. dang she like binged her i love it there's like stuff for almost everything yay okay so um it says omg i not only feel for the poor woman but i also feel for the chimpanzee Travis would have had a much better life had he been in a zoo or in the wild where wild animals should be totally agree totally totally agree. i i'm i'm gonna say this right fucking now nobody should ever have a chimpanzee as a pet i don't care come at me and fight me on that fuck that mm-hmm then um, the murder of Carly Ryan, and it says, it's also from Nicole, mm-hmm. um, since the 17-year-old was in foster homes most of his life, it's possible that he wanted desperately to get his father's approval and attention mm-hmm. and was willing to do anything to get that approval that's and attention. That's really sad. I hope that's not the case. I know. 
Um, <laughs> the Watchers of Westfield, oh another one from Nicole. The new owners are the Watcher. They scared them to get it cheaper. <laughs> I dude, that would be so elaborate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then again from Nicole. This is, again, just from the Watchers of Westfield. Mm -hmm. By the way, I heard you read my comments, and I just wanted to tell you that the two of you together totally cracked me up. I love (laughs) that you also throw in some paranormal stories, which totally creep me out at work because I own a commercial cleaning company and work alone all the time at night. No, Nicole, you poor thing. I... Part of me is like, I fucking love that so much. I would quit my job. I love that. I would It's so creepy. I'm obsessed. (gasps) Thanks again, ladies, for your hours of entertainment to get me through my nights. Cannot wait to hear more. Bravo. With some clappy hands. Thank you so much, Nicole. That's really sweet. We appreciate it a lot. You rock. And thank you for all of your comments. That was so much fun to read. I love the idea of her listening to creepy podcasts while like cleaning at night by herself. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'd be friends with her. Dang. All right. I liked all of your comments. That's me. I like them. All right. Um, but I think that's all we have for reviews on here. Um, again, right. if anybody does get a chance to ever just, you know, write a review on Apple Podcasts, too. Super appreciated. If not, yeah. I'm enjoying reading my Podbeans one. So, yep. <laughs> so here we are. I wonder if it shows us when our first one was. but First review. Know. On our first, our first, like when we first started actually doing this. Wait, when our first what was our first episode? Um, yeah, because it says it's March 7, 2019, but I know we like everything was down and then we had to put it back up. So it was, oh, that's why. Yeah, Mm. I do have a way of finding that out. I just saw, I think we were doing it like um, a little over a year ago. It was no late November or early December 2018. Well, that's when I started it. Yeah. Damn, you started it. That's when I alone did That's everything. When she was like, "Hey, I have a podcast. I'm starting it." Found Joy, some I guess you can homeless there. bitch on the side I of the road named didn't, Joy. Didn't even have a name. She's like, "Your name's Joy," and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> Dragged her over here and was like, "Just talk." Dragged me over and was like, "Look, <laughs> you're gonna be part of my podcast, or else you're going back on the streets." Oh my god! I want. I wish we lived not on the complete opposite side of the country from that bed and breakfast. I would love to stay there. I thought you were gonna say like the opposite side of the states or something together. No, like, no. I was like really confused. Dude, I was like, dude, we're like, like twenty five minutes, minutes away. Okay, but seriously, how cool would it be to stay in that bed and breakfast? I would love it. I would. I don't cry. care if you're saying that you wouldn't do it. I know you would. I just seeing that creepy picture of him dead on a couch. I could love not it. be in the same room as that. Woo! Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, by the way, comment to us if there is a spooky place that you guys would always have wanted to like stay the night at or even just want to hear a story about. We still have a few that we need to do, like the girl who wrote in about her f- mom's friend thing, which I forgot what the case was, but it was really cool. And so we wanted to do it as well as the Iceman killer. Yeah. We just have been kind of needing a little bit of shorter shortish unlike this one and um also just some that aren't super super dark because i'm pretty sure the iceman killers fucked up so you know all the ones all of my favorite they're ones all pretty messed up are but. dark as hell like there's some dark as hell ones there's one that i want to cover it's a very very current case but it's dark as fuck but i'm like mm-hmm. obsessed with it 
Oh my god, please never drink like that in the microphone ever again. <laughs> Holy fuck. <gasps> All right, we should probably Anyways, go. Um <laughs> one last thing. Um we are going to probably record an extra episode next time so we have one as a backup. Mm-hmm. Um I'm already pretty far into it, um but y'all will probably have never heard of this and so I'm really pumped about it because she's, I didn't know about she's it. She's writing down her so her excited. murder that she's going to commit next week so you I... guys have never heard of it. It's because she's going to do it. Murder of Heather Vaughn. <laughs> if I get <gasps> murdered, will you please do a podcast please, episode about no. me? <laughs> Never. If uh, I get murdered, that, that If you get murdered, suck. I bet you're going to come back and haunt people. I'll just feel like, but nobody else will see me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'll be able to see myself. <laughs> Right. Anyways, anyway. um, back to life. Do you have any movie or TV show suggestions? If not, then we'll leave. Uh, Clove Hitch Killer. I mean, obviously, yes. Oh, sorry, excuse me. You need to watch that. So it's we need to watch Clove Hitch Killer, Summer really of '84. I am about to re- watch Lord of the Rings, which has nothing to do with anything. And no one, if you haven't seen Midsummer yet, watch it. It was like the best fucking movie last Isaiah's year. Isaiah's least favorite movie. Isaiah can life. Isaiah. I've never seen Isaiah so upset. Besides when he walked out of Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> what? Wait, what? He walked out of Crazy Rich Asians. It was right before the Mahjong. And why? Was it the first time you guys were seeing it? I had seen it before oh. and he didn't want to see it. And I was like, hey, my parents wanted to see a movie with us. Why did they he walk got out? Tickets. He didn't want to watch it. What? He didn't like it. What the fuck? It's so good. It's like the best. He's a baby. I love that movie. It's a really good movie. He just was upset because I tricked him into it. All right, guys, listen. Crazy Rich Asians and Midsummer are great movies. Go watch them. <laughs> also, I just finished OJ versus the People, which was extremely good. Highly recommend. Also recommend Unbelievable, which is a series on Netflix. Super good, super dark, and triggering, though. <laughs> yeah, that actually is a and really then- good series. Also, the center was good, in my opinion, and so I recommend that. I've been decorating my dance room with um, posters from movies that I like. Oh. So I'm just going to list off all the movies of poster posters of movies <laughs> that I have so you guys can watch all those movies, okay? <laughs> the Neon Demon, uh, Helter Skelter, the Japanese one from 2012. Um, Tenshi no Koi, which also is Japanese, and it's called My Rainy Days. In Would have English. never guessed that that was Japanese. Yeah, you know. Um, that Tenshi the Koi. Uh, Battle Royale. Oh, Lord. Hell, you got Oh, my God. You, I've seen that movie. Battle Royale is the tits. Um, and it's what Hunger, Hunger Game ripped off. Confessions. Um, these are all the, those are all Japanese movies I just listed. I have a Midsummer poster. I have a Raw um, from 2016, the French movie Raw. Also, my comment about it sounding like something the koi was not racist. <laughs> I was just trying to make I joke. have a Suspiria poster. Ooh. And I have one in the mail right now coming to, for, that's a Spring Breakers poster. So I'm super stoked. Spring Breakers? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Why that Why can't movie. you have like Aliens, Jurassic Park, Sixth Sense? What? Are you telling me my movies aren't good enough? Oh my god, Coco! <laughs> I hear her, but I don't hear her in real life. I just heard over Y'all, the microphone. Guys, I swear to God, all the, those are all my favorite movies in there. Are you kidding me? Don't, don't even get me started. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a room of my favorite movies. Do and it. You don't get to see. <laughs> you them. walk into my room. It's it's not even horror movies. This is fucked movies. It's just fucked. 
like the most fucked up movies. We we still need to watch Nina Forever with me. So that's which one's that one? Is that where the girl is dead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what the girl's dead. I knew you knew what I was talking about. Okay. We we should. Okay. We need to leave. Hey, you guys, get get out of here. Go away. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you. Don't thank you. I take it back. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.